Welcome back to the Rainy Day Horror Show. Okay. I hope you guys are having a good little weekend so far, right? It is Saturday. It is 5 p.m. in the afternoon central time. Okay. I don't know where else to talk about, really. We're here for another beautiful fucking creepy encounter, right? Now this one, this one is allegedly a creepy encounter. I don't know if it's true or fake, but it is good. Okay, so I'm going to share it. We're going to have fun. This is going to be a great little fucking episode, right? But yeah, I hope you guys' weekend is going good. I just got my hair cut today. Literally cut so much of my hair off. Oh my God, my head feels naked. It is just fucking weird, but yeah, that's it. That's all I really did today. Um, I don't know what else to talk about, so we're just going to really kind of jump right into it. Um, yeah, all right, sorry, this is an awkward intro, and we're rolling with it. This is what it is, okay? So, on today's, you know, Creepy Encounter fucking Saturday, we're going to be doing a story called Not Even the Ghosts. Alright, comes from the subreddit, Scary Stories, with the user being Ellis, or Elias, I think it's Ellis, read 2010, okay, but before we get into it, put those, actually don't put those Crocs on, I forgot it's not Sunday, it's Saturday, alright, so just sit back, relax, you know, have some Wendy's, Wendy's is the bomb, so is Burger King, okay, or have something. Just if you don't have those, just fucking eat something. Or drink something, alright? We're here. We're relaxing. It is just good old scary telling story time, okay? So, without further ado, let's get into this story called Not Even the Ghosts. I grew up in Broughton near the cottages and along cobbled streets of the cliff. It was a conservation area, which meant that Salford City Council watched it like a hawk. Here and there, you would find sage green Victorian lamp posts or the ghosts of old tram lines cutting through the road. Relics. Such as these were sacred to the council, who did everything in their power to preserve them. There was also an actual cliff here, hence the name, but it wasn't much of one, just a steep sandy drop carved out by the bend of the river. Every now and then, another bit of street went sliding down the slope, and more of the old tram line was lost forever. With the consequences that despite the best efforts of the council, the whole place was essentially doomed. We often walked that way, Ruth and I. We would stroll through it till we reached the bollards. Bollards. We're going to go bollards at the end of the cliff crescent. Then, we would go our separate ways, mine up Barry New Road and hers across Northumberland Street. There, 
was nothing for us to do around here. But I supposed we liked the atmosphere. Not I supposed. I suppose we liked the atmosphere. And I can tell this one's going to be a difficult... Whoa, I'm short-circuiting. This is going to be a difficult day of me reading, okay? So sorry in advance, all right? The drop in the ground had a strange quality that our young minds couldn't quite process. But the impression it made was all the more profound for being inexpressible. When we peered across the concrete barrier, we saw how the ground simply fell away. And it made us feel as if the human world, which normally seems so solid and durable, was actually fleeting and ephemeral, 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 that's what we're going with, ephemeral, okay? I think we just liked to be there so we could soak up the feeling of impermanence. What the fuck is with these words? The feeling of imperman, imp, imp, impermanence. Impermanence? Impermanence. Impermanence. What the fuck is that word? Don't know that word at all. I remember us walking down it one evening in June. I was 13 that summer, and so was she. As dusk began to fall, we found a house that we've never seen before. And I remember how we slowed to a halt and just stood there, admiring the front of it. The curtains weren't drawn and the house was filled with amber light. So much light that it overflowed the sills and spilled across the drive, turning the gravel to the color of Lucasade. What the fuck is this? Oh my god. People! What the fuck is Lucasade? There are three words in like these first three minutes. That I have no fucking clue what they are. Okay. What? 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 People, can we just, you know, use normal fucking words? Okay. Please. That would be awesome. It'd be very, very pleasant. Okay. So people like me could actually fucking read the story and know what you're talking about. Okay. Sorry. A little rant. Kind of upset. Because there's so many big fucking words and I don't know how to pronounce them, okay? Oh my god. What the fuck is Lucasade? Is it a rock? Is it a... What's the... Is it a crystal? Like, what the fuck is it, people? I don't know. I'm also too lazy to look it up, so I will probably never fucking know, okay? But just, what the fuck? It's like a magic cottage, I said. We basked in the orange light. Wondering how it was possible that we'd never seen this beautiful house before. Then, Ruth solved the mystery. We have seen it before, she realized. Lots of times. It was a complete wreck, wasn't it? They've just done it up. As soon as she said it, I knew she was right. The last time we walked along the cliff... The house had been little more than a shell. Wild brambles had flooded the porch. All but one of the windows had been boarded up. Since then, it had been completely renovated. 
And I was astonished that they'd done it so quick. Wait, what? And I was astonished that they'd done the work so quickly. There we go. Okay. It's beautiful, I said. Do you think we'll have a house like that? She smirked. Maybe, she said teasingly. If one of us wins the lottery. But before I could protest, because, in parentheses, I plan to get rich under my own steam, me too, brother, the front door clicked open, and we watched in surprise as it swung soundlessly ajar. Orange light poured from the crack, but it seemed to waver slightly, as if something was stirring in the bright hallway just out of sight, casting long ripples of shadows. Come inside, called a woman's voice from within. Ruth instinctively moved to obey, but I restrained her arm. Don't, I said quietly. We don't know who it is. She looked at me in surprise. So, what are you worried about? It's just creepy. Come inside, called the voice again. I ignored it and tried to lead Ruth away, but she shook her arm free in irritation. It's just the new owner, she said. She probably wants to show it off to someone. Come inside, called the voice a third time. The repeated invitation didn't sit well with me. The woman in the house hadn't added anything or explained anything. She just said it again. And there was something uncanny about that. The repetition. I mean like the not quite human voice of a parrot. Ruth, I said fearfully. The orange light seemed to get brighter and brighter. She almost seemed hypnotized by it. I'm gonna go see, she said at last. You don't have to come with me. As she marched up the drive, I glanced at the first floor window. One of them wasn't lit like the others. In the gloom behind the glass, I could see the ghostly outline of an old woman looking down at us. Ruth, I said more urgently. The top of the woman's head was holy. Whoa, what the? I hate this story. I hate it. It's fucking stupid. I now really hate it because it's so hard to read. The top of the woman's head was wholly lost in shadow, but I could just about see the bottom of her face, the white contour of her chin, and the small triumphant curve of her mouth. Ruth. I started to beg, but it was too late. I watched her enter the doorway and saw how she seemed to dissolve in the orange light. I remembered that very clearly. She seemed to dissolve in the orange light. The door shut at once behind her, and I thought I heard a faint malicious laugh from above. Ruth, I called finally, 
but the spell was broken. I rubbed my eyes in confusion. It felt like waking up from a dream. There was no orange light I just realized. Just the faint blue gleam of nightfall. When I looked at the house with fresh eyes, I saw that it hadn't been restored at all. Brambles flooded the porch, just like before. All but one of the windows were boarded up. The one that wasn't boarded up, I now realized, was the one on the first floor, where I thought I'd seen the old woman. But, was that just a dream? Leave now, the wind seemed to sigh. Leave forever. The whole thing had been an illusion, but Ruth was still gone. I fled the scene of confusion, and poor Ruth, she was just never seen again. Except, maybe once. But I'll come back to that in due course. The adults knew that Ruth and I were sweethearts. As a consequence, when she never came home, they wanted to speak to me. First my parents, then her parents, then finally, the police. I simply feigned ignorance. It was easy to pretend that we'd gone our separate ways at the Bullards, like always. For a short time, they actually had a suspect because there was someone in the area with the criminal record that hinted at the right sort of profile, but nothing came of it. Because, honestly, he had nothing to do with it. They released him without a charge, and after that, there were no more developments. As far as I know, Ruth's disappearance is now classified as a cold case. I went back there once, years later. I was dismayed to find that the derelict house was still standing. As before, all the windows were boarded up, except for the one on the first floor. When I looked up at it, there was a moment, a brief, fleeting moment, when I thought I saw Ruth looking out from the glass. Help me, her eyes seemed to say. She wasn't alone. An old woman's hand lay protectively on her shoulder. The top of the woman's head was lost in gloom, but I could still see the bottom of her face with that same triumphant smile. I don't visit the area anymore. Sometimes I'm troubled by the thought that Ruth will be trapped in that house forever, shut away with the ghostly woman who lured her inside. But then I remember how the river still sweeps across the land, carving out the valley, eating at the edges of suburbia. I remember the cliff and console myself with the thought that the whole conservation area is doomed to go tumbling down it. When that happens, nothing will remain of the derelict house. Not even the ghosts. That is the end of the story, people. 
Ouch, I just blew up my own eardrums with that. That is the end of the story. That is an okay story. Don't know why he used so many f weird fucking words that I have no fucking clue what they are, but I guess I'll have to look them up and understand because what the fuck? Hated that. Hated that. Now, actually, because of those words, least favorite fucking story. It's a good, yeah. I mean, it's a good storyline, but the story and the way it was written can suck my fucking nuts. Give me a good old reach around, okay? Fuck that story. I hated reading that one. Pissed me off. But it's okay. It's Saturday. We're gonna go shopping later. I got my hair cut and I'm feeling sexy, motherfuckers. That's right. I feel like a sexy little mofo. Right? Strutting down the street. Right? Like a little Cajun shrimp. Just fucking seasoned to perfection. Right? That's what I feel like. Okay? But... Yeah, I hope you guys' weekend is going good so far. Mine is going perfect. Um, not really doing anything. I'm just vibing out, relaxing. Like I always yawn. Oh, like I always like to do. Alright, might take a nap later. Might take one now. I'm a little tired, but... I don't really have anything else for you guys. Um, tomorrow's going to be an interesting day. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. It's going to be a surprise, okay? It's going to be a cool surprise for you guys, all right? So, yeah, that's all I really got for you guys. I hope you guys are having a good weekend. See you tomorrow, okay? Remember, stay frosty, stay foxy, and most importantly, the most important thing on this planet, stay safe, you beautiful peacocks. I love each and every one of you. Deuces.